Welcome to the Hunters and Unicorns 2020 Mastery Mission. Essential listening for sales professionals on the quest for mastery. Shorter episodes, huge impact. The 2020 Mastery Mission is sponsored by SOAP, the global recruitment partner for the Playbook community. Are you on the mission? Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. Welcome to Hunters and Unicorns, the 2020 Mastery Mission. 20 topics, 20 guests for 20 minutes. We're here to unlock the tribal wisdom from the legends of tech sales to help you get one step closer to mastery. I'm Simon Kutis and I'm joined by my co-host, Oli Kune. Welcome to the show, everyone. And it's an absolute pleasure to welcome Flo. Flo, welcome to the show. Many thanks, guys. I'm really, really looking forward and happy to be here. Great to have you on the show, Flo. Thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. In the way of an introduction, Flo, you're currently VP Amir South at Zscaler. But um, for those that know Flo, Flo is, this isn't his first rodeo. Flo was part of the amazing success story at App Dynamics, And I suppose... You know, there's, there's, there's a long-standing history with the playbook, but actually Zscaler is a really, really incredible indication of the power of the playbook. It's an organization that went through such a transformation and, you know, it's, it was a transformation which happened so quickly and it really demonstrates just how powerful the teachings and the preachings of this playbook really are. To, to kind of put some numbers, we're talking 500% increase in the stock price, over 300% uh, growth with regards to, to people. But actually, Flo, a bit of credit to you. I think you've been a real instrumental part of, you know, really setting the rhythm and the, the, the operating rhythm and, and really beating the drum of that transformation of Zscaler across Europe. So, you know, a, a amazing, amazing achievement. Thank you. I mean, the past year, I past, I think it's right now a little bit over two years where I think also the data where you just mentioned is referring to were quite an amazing, right? I mean, on top of this, all, all done through COVID, uh, throughout COVID, uh, that was quite interesting. Now I'm looking forward to share a couple of things, um, uh, some of the challenges, uh, some of the knowledge I've been able to acquire throughout the years. Amazing, amazing. So, so Flo, obviously, uh, today we are talking about a, a really, really great topic, you know, where it's a very unique topic. And I think it's something that's going to really resonate with, uh, with our audience. You've got 20 minutes, please, can you, uh, can you introduce your topic? Absolutely. And I think, I mean, it was a joint, dis- joint discussion we had before. So we thought about firstly, to think about things like operational things, PG, building champions, getting to EBs, et cetera, et cetera. But we jointly agreed that we may think about something more fundamental, which is also relevant for each individual contribute. So uh, you asked me a great question and you asked me like, what would you change? Where would you have looked forward to any advice on the very key thing you should have done better in your career? And it was interesting, it was coachability. I should have been earlier stages in my career, earlier, more coachable. And this is the thing where we are discussing today. I'm looking forward to share some of the struggles I've seen with other people, some of the struggles I had, some of the positive outcomes. So therefore, I think it is, it is, is a great topic and I'm really looking forward to discuss it with you. And I suppose just before we dive deep into the, into the subject and the learnings and more into the mastery mission itself, 
Was there a, a eureka moment? Was there a an aha moment when that change happened? When you realised that coachability was such a vulnerable, uh, sorry, such a, an important part to what is now can be equal to be seen as success? Uh, yeah, I mean, there were there were a lot of moments. Yeah, a lot of moments where I with themes throughout my career was like I, I should have listened more. I should have known it before if I would have listened. Yeah. So definitely. But I think the first thing where I really had one one key learning element was um, in a training uh, where I was an individual contributor, account manager um, at BMC Software. It's definitely like more more than 10 years ago. Um, it was a day in a training uh, in rainy Frankfurt. And it was one of the first times when I also met people like Jeremy Duggan, uh, also um, who was part of BMC, but also part of AppDynamics. Uh, and he was leading a training on a very operational topics, like uh, which is which was around value pyramid and qualifying questions. And um, the one thing where, of course, I was prepared. Of course, I had all of the things done. But he gave a lot of feedback what I should have improved, should have done better in preparing, even though I invested quite some time. And to be very honest, it frustrated me. <laughs> I was I was very upset, yeah, because I spent a lot of time on it, a lot of effort. I thought it was great, but it wasn't obviously good enough. Um, and he was giving me advice, and he kept on giving me advice, and uh, I wanted to understand his advice. And uh, it's, it felt probably to him that uh, I wasn't taking that advice uh, because it was consistently asking questions on advice. And at a certain point, it was good that there was a break. I was thinking about why is he spending so much time? There were like 20, 30 people in the room. Why is he spending so much time with me on that? Why is he giving so specific topics and guidance on me? Is it because he wants to bully me? Because this is how he how it felt? Or is he actually interested in the outcome or the positive outcome that could be achieved? And when I was stepping back and I was keeping my emotions out, I thought about, hey, maybe it's really the, the second thing. Maybe it's about the positive outcome I am trying to achieve. And at a certain point, I was able to control my emotions, keep my emotions out, just take the advice, just try to absorb it the best way and then implement it. And one key point that, A, it worked out when I applied it. It was like how to ask specific questions on qualification. It really worked out in the meeting with the champion I had, um, and it went really was a was a game changer also in the, in a in a midsize opportunity. But it was a key event for me. And the key thing then was when I was taking the time and writing writing a quick message. And it was not about to please him. It was just to say thank you for that guidance. It worked out well. And that was something where then a lot of positive feedback came. Hey, great. Thank you. Looking forward. Keep me updated on that. And this is, was for me a turning point um, when I was thinking, oh, when we're talking about coachability, a lot of things is always about emotions. It's about the relationship that someone has with this manager. Oh, he, he thinks I am not good enough to do this. But it's not that. It's about improving business outcomes. And this is, was a key learning element. But there were countless other elements where <laughs> also later stages as leader where um, I, uh, I had around coachability. Yeah. And why do you think there was a resistance there in the first place, Flo? Yeah, I mean, first of all, yeah, I'm a... <laughs> 
back in, I mean, I'm still am, but I was a proud guy, you know? And um, so I was thinking like, hey, I'm, I'm pretty smart. <laughs> yeah. Um, so therefore I know, I know, I know better. Um, so that was something where that was wrong because maybe I was a smart guy, but I haven't done it for a hundred times like other people in the organization have done it. So um, that was the first mistake I've done. The second mistake is, I think, where you're really always thinking about, not, you're, you're just thinking about the relationship that you have with someone. And if someone is giving you advice, the immediate feeling that a lot of people are having is, I'm not good enough. There is a relationship which is, you're saying me what to do. Yeah, which is not a good thing, you know, and which doesn't feel good. And of course, sometimes maybe from coaches, from managers, advice could have been better articulated. But at that point, it was always looking at the relationship, at the feelings that you're getting out of it. Yeah. So that was that was the big mistake I was doing. And I think keeping this out of the equation, that is one thing. The other thing is I was thinking about when to achieve personal goals, because everyone who shows up to work has a personal and a professional goal. I was thinking about, would I be able to achieve that goal better if I take the advice or not take the advice? And it's a very simple answer. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, in, in, in basically 99% of all of the cases, you're in a much better position if you're taking the advice you know, to achieve your personal and professional goals than just ignoring it or just arguing it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you talk about it like it was kind of an easy transformation for you, but actually there was a lot of resistance and it, you know, you, you, you've spoken about this, that, you know, it wasn't just something that you were quite forthcoming with. In fact, you really, really did resist it. So what is it that you were able to do to really help you manage that? What, what, what was the kind of, what did you do? I think the first thing is you need to differentiate on specific level of coachability. I think the one thing is really operational points. Like, hey, there is a great best practice deck for meeting the CIO. There is a great best practice video uh, you can send out to an executive. There is a great account plan template. So that's the easy thing, just applying best practices. And, and, and everyone should do that because you, you shouldn't be building things from scratch when they're already available. You can always think of how to improve it, but at first you need to look at what is available from your organization as a best practice. But that's the easy thing. And don't get me wrong, sometimes even people are struggling with those easiest things, yeah. But the key thing is the real level of coachability and real coachability for me is the potential and the ability to, to really change your habits change how you are doing things. And there is obviously also some research and I, I spoke about that. I'm speaking about this a lot in QBRs and also internal keynotes I'm doing. It takes an average, and that is not something I thought, I, uh, thought through. It is something from a, a scientific research. It takes an average 66 days to fundamentally change a habit. So 66 days. And changing a habit means, for example, when someone is not structured, yeah, when someone is just you know managing his day uh, on a very reactive way and just keeping up with things when it's when it's just being very busy, that is something when you really think about how to be more structured within your day. So that means you basically need to more than two months think about how are you structuring your day actively 
And after those 66 days in average, you do it automatically. So that is the real level of, of coachability. And this is really a process. And I think it's not even that, the 66 days in average. It is something where throughout the years I've been able to transform into kind of a little bit more a mindset. And of course, there are around us, there are inspiring leaders. For example, in our company, there is our CEO, Che Chaudhry, one of the most successful entrepreneurs in Silicon Valley. And he's always eager to learn. When he is having a customer meeting, he's always asking, help me to understand, how are you seeing this situation? When he's having internal meetings, team, please provide me your feedback. I would like to learn. And he's always, even if it's a negative feedback, he's always so grateful and thankful to say, thank you for that feedback. I really appreciate it. Yeah? So that is really inspiring. And I think having those role models and having also this certain focus around it. I think that is something that really takes months, years, but, um, and don't get me wrong, you, 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 you're never there. Yeah? You're never there. As, as soon as you think you're there, <laughs> it's the wrong, it's the wrong assumption. Yeah. Flo, you, you talk about coachability in, in the way that, you know, if some, it's something that you can learn, but there must be a complementary attribute that must sit with coachability to enable you to want to become coachable, right? Do you look at the combination? Mm -hmm. I, I think, I think that is, that is a very smart question. I like that. I think the first thing is you, you need to be, you need to have a certain intellectual competence. Like you need to have the intellect to, 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 to also self-reflect your situation. I think that's also a level of intelligence. Yeah. So that's a very base fundamental thing because when you're not able to just step back and reflect your situation without feelings, without emotion, in a very factual way, that is the one thing. The other thing I think it's, uh, it's, it's, it's the drive to achieve personal goals. Yeah. And, and that, that doesn't mean when, when you, you have an ambitious goal, you should be focused around how to achieve that. And usually people who are taking advice, yeah, they are basically much more, uh, it's, it is much more realistic that they are also achieving the goal. Why? Let's take a very specific example. A lot of people, when they are joining my organization, they have this desire to have bigger impact in the organization, potentially join as individual contributors and develop themselves into leaders. You know, so that's a big, big personal goal. They want to have more impact. So when you think about that, how realistic is it, is it when you're not taking advice that you're going to be promoted? How realistic is it when you're not able to change and adjust your habits and your, your the way how you're running things that you're taking a bigger responsibility in the organization? It's not realistic. So therefore, it is a key, key, key threat and also to progress. You know? The other thing is, and there's a very positive side effect when you're learning and when you're trying to learn, and that is not only for individual contributors, it's also for leaders when they are trying to learn from all of their environment, it becomes much more, it just enables such a better collaboration. And also when you're asking for someone's opinion, feedback, advice, it just makes things much more collaborative. Yeah. And just creates a much, much better culture. I suppose that the, 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 the challenge that we see is that 
you know a lot of people that suffer with the co the coachability blind spot let's talk let's call it the blind spot because i think there's a lot of people that aren't aware that they're their coachability that that they lack coachability that's obviously both on a is that on a conscious level or subconscious level so so tell us a little bit more about that yeah um i think the first thing is when you look at the environment um i think there is a key fundamental uh, not only from in regards to the individual contributor but also from the coach the manager um, because what also sometimes you need to look at is advice needs to be given in the right way as soon as it becomes emotional as soon there is it is it is it is somehow indicating a certain certain level of order, a certain level of negative relation into that, it is not going the right way. So that's that's the number one thing. But um, the, the thing is, I'm coming back to the intelligence part. I think it, it needs to have a certain base and fundamental area of focus. You need to self-reflect. You need to look at where are you, yeah? And I think the self-reflection that that is a key area, especially now when everyone is kind of in his Zoom environment. I see a lot of people struggling with it, and uh, because self-reflection means getting certain trigger points from someone else about your behavior, and when you're just alone in your home office, there are less trigger points than when you're in the office. You know? So I, I think one point and one advice I would give there is, um, in order to be more aware of the situation, more reflective, is I think. For me, for example, it was always important to just work out, just go on my bike, ride on the weekends or maybe in the evening, just work out because then you're not in a um, professional environment. And then when you're just seeing something else, it just gets you thinking on a different level. I think that is really one thing and also enable everyone to have enough breaks to think about themselves, yeah? have time outside in different environments because then your brain gets fresh because you always need to self-reflect. Where are you? Is there something where maybe you could have done something better? You could have taken better advice. You should have maybe asked for more advice at that point. That is only possible when you're not just behind your screen, behind your computer. You need to basically have time for that. So, Flo, you talk a lot about being able to detach emotion from the feedback. So just tell us a little bit more about that, because I think that's a really, really key, you know, technique that really helped you. So, so tell us more about that. Yeah, to be honest, I think I, I, I'm not an expert in, in, in that kind of techniques. I, I can't just tell what, what worked out for me. Um, and I think the first thing is it relates back to that question. I mean, when you're in a stressful state, you always get much more emotional. Yeah? So I think that is the first thing, but also you need to understand when you're in a stressful state. Also as a leader, I mean, having a development conversation at the end of the quarter when a big deal is still, still open with the rep, yeah, it's probably not the best idea. Uh, so you need to find, find also the right environment. But I think that the one thing where what, what always works out is just, 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 just try to change the perspective a little bit because otherwise, and, and it won't happen in the conversation. Yeah. One thing, one, one advice, but that is, that is probably one thing where I learned more as a leader is that I could change also how the feedback was given in, the, in, 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 in regards to the, the scenario, in regards to all of the, the, the environment. Because I can also say like, Hey, I got your feedback. And before reacting, 
you can basically take it off to say, okay, thank you. I got your feedback. I really need to digest this. That is one thing because there is a stimulus coming. And you need to can you and and we are not animals. We don't need to have that natural response back. Yeah, we are human beings, and that is one key threat and and benefit we have as human beings. We can take the stimulus, we can take the feedback, and we can say, okay, I got it. Is it right now? Could could we please pause this conversation because I want to properly respond to your feedback and the advice I've been given, and I want to think about it. Would it be possible to set up a next meeting around that? That is okay. That is okay, especially in internal conversations. Yeah, I mean, even customer conversations, you can do something like that. I think this is a, just a, not a not a technique, but it's a very very simple tip. Yeah, you can take away because then you think about it. Maybe you sleep over it. It just feels different, and then you can you can think about all of the feedback, that, like also how you want to react to that. So that was something. That would be just a very tiny operational tip I would like to give. Great. I think this is this is a, a good time for us to, to maybe capture some more. Are there are there any additional kind of tips that you think our viewers or our, our listeners should should really be trying? Um, I think one thing is the, the think about the personal goals and how taking advice is impacting those. That makes it very easy. When you have a personal goal, would it be more realistic to achieve those personal goals in taking the advice versus not taking the advice? Very easy thing, yeah? Is there any advice that you can give to managers in, because part of this is the subconscious mindset and being able to, to bring the uncoachability more to the, to the conscious mindset and a manager any advice that you can basically what I'm asking is, is there any advice that you can give to a man, a manager that is trying to help get that out of somebody to, without saying you're uncoachable? Is, is there any advice that you can give in that sense? There's, there's so much advice I can give you on that. Um, right. uh, let's start with just highlights because otherwise we'll be <laughs> definitely running out of time. <laughs> uh, the first thing is, is, is prepare yourself. Think about what you want to say as a leader. Um, really think about, think about what you want to achieve. Start with the outcome. What do you want to achieve? Yeah? Because what you want to achieve, for example, you want to achieve that someone does something better. You don't want to achieve that someone knows about about his mistakes. Of course, you need to make sure that he's aware on the things where he had potentially some shortcomings. But what you want to achieve at least is, is you want to create a positive outcome, and that means that he's doing something better. Yeah. So that's the first thing to start. So you need to have when you have conversations always to think about how to let people leave motivated, passionate, excited about what to do differently, not feeling bad because they've done anything wrong. Yeah? So that's the first thing. The second thing is really create the right environment, create the right time. Uh, don't let it look like an inquisition. Hey, those are the data points. Yeah? And this is why, yeah? just make sure that this is like a very, very uh, natural conversation. Um, and of course, I think it is, the general thing is you need to be interested on the positive development of the people. Um, and and if, if you're not interested on the positive development of the people that someone is getting better in as a person, as a professional, you're not right in leadership. 
Yeah, that's the that's the number one fundamental thing. And sometimes I still don't go wrong. Not luckily, I haven't observed this in my environment. I'm responsible here uh, because obviously that that wouldn't be tolerated. But I've seen sometimes other leaders in previous organization that were more focused around certain ordina- coordination of just just putting down orders. And of course, if this is happening, there's just no coachability because when you're just getting orders, that is not the way how it works. Yeah, coachability is also interesting. I mean, what is the word on? It's coach. Yeah, it's not manageability. Yeah, it's coachability. Yeah, so therefore, there needs to be a coach, not a manager, in front of you. Otherwise, it would be the manageability, and we don't want to have manageable manageable persons. We want to have coachable persons. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, so, so Florian, I think what, what I've really loved about this this topic, and I, I think what people are going to reflect is the fact that today you could have taken anything from the playbook. You could have taken how to build champions, how to generate PG, how to go out and land bigger deals. You know, there, there's so many things that you could have covered, but you've actually covered something which I you know, I, I, on reflection is probably something which is the most restrictive and the most common challenge that probably is the biggest blind spot to most sellers in our entire industry. Uh, and I think, you know, we really want to thank you for, for taking the time to actually take us through this because it, it's such a great, great topic and uh, where we're so grateful for you sharing your, your time and your wisdom with us. And, and thank you so much. Thanks so much to you. It was it's always a pleasure to speak about that. And I think also when you're self-reflecting around um, what have you done, uh, it always keeps uh, the, the schemes that you've developed over the years up to date. So it was also great for me. Many thanks for that. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show today, Florian. Thank you so much for sharing that wisdom. So look, we really do hope to all our listeners you've enjoyed the show today. If you've liked what you've heard, we really do appreciate if you would share and subscribe. But a big thank you to you today, Flo, for joining us. Um, And we look forward to welcoming you back for another Mastery Mission and session soon. Thank you. Have you enjoyed the session today? Be sure to let us know how you got on with the tips. And please help others discover our series by sharing and liking our content. Are you on the mission? The 2020 Mastery Mission is brought to you by SOAP, the global recruitment partner for the Playbook community. Check out so muchsoap.com for more information. <laughs>